What's your name and what's your game? Uh, my name is Matt Gamble and uh, my current game is Living the Deal, which is a business management life sim. How is that affecting your GDC experience right now? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, so it's been on hold for a while because of some sort of work I've, I've, had, in, I've had for the past year. Um, but hopefully later this year I'll be sort of getting stuck back into the game. Um, and being at GDC is just sort of really inspiring and, and exciting to sort of help grow the studio and uh, see how perhaps some changes could be made to the game to sort of help get it more interesting or more, more available to sort of other people to play. So are you doing a lot of like business meetings or like publisher meetings or investor meetings, stuff like that uh, yeah. during GDC? And when you do that, does pitching a game about like a business sim, um, mm-hmm. does that always get a joke or a laugh out yeah. of yeah yeah there is there's, there's always a sort of like oh so you're basically just making a cap- capitalist simulator and I'm just sort of like yeah but it's it's a spin off you know it's, it's sort of it's more light hearted and um, the way I explain the game is essentially The Sims meets Monopoly but with a sort of narrative twist of Harvest Moon with that sort of light hearted relationship management type stuff that goes on in those games uh, and yeah I've got a few meetings here mostly I'm just sort of attending talks and catching up with uh, people because I've this is my second game so I came to GDC for the first time about two years ago when I launched RPG Tycoon which is my first game and that's when I was sort of green to the industry and, and really started to meet people on this side of the coast um, and so now it's sort of a case of just coming back and, and being excited to continue working uh, and yeah there's, there's a couple of meetings to pitch to a few people but mostly it's just catching up and, and having sort of you know um, coffee with people to just get a state of where everyone is you know yeah yeah it's always good to catch up with people and, yeah. and just kind of build those like familiarities yeah it's just sort of continuing possible yeah like even if you don't like yeah, like yeah. I met you at develop right you were like if you go to a Sunday roast get the broccoli with the cheese on it <laughs> yeah, yeah. broccoli no, no cauliflower, cauliflower yeah, yeah, yeah broccoli yeah. is like a east coast or west coast US thing um, yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, cauliflower cheese. It's a classic. It's yeah. so good with gravy. I, I ate so many Sunday roasts. <laughs> yeah. I was doubling up. Like, <laughs> so I doubled up most days because they would start at like noon <laughs> yeah. and I could get in, get my Sunday roast, go do whatever and then go Have back another Sunday roast. Yeah. Did you change the meat though? That you had uh, yeah, yeah, I did a bit. I mean, like I'm a beef, like okay. kind of a beef yeah, beef guy. roast is good. Yeah, and that's kind of what like, like my dad often does like Sunday roasts as, uh, or not even a Sunday roast, but roast meat on yeah. Sundays. Yeah. Um, without even knowing it's a thing uh, so but I did like the variety of meat that's something mm-hmm. that I mean in North America um, it's kind of not a thing yeah like people don't normally want to give you like a little bit of multiple things uh-huh. it's kind of like all or nothing yeah if you go to a carvery you'll get sort of one slice of every type of meat yeah that and that was probably the best because yeah. it was like yeah, yeah like having the chicken and the lamb and the beef yeah. like uh, though not a lot of roast pork no uh, some it depends where you go you can get roast pork but I guess it's just sort of harder to to uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's sort of more common for, yeah, like chicken or turkey and then beef or, and lamb. Yeah. It's sort of more common for a Sunday roast. And I had, um, yeah, and I was on a mission to eat as much UK food <laughs> as possible. I, I got a bit burnt out on the breakfast because I was yeah. there for like six weeks. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of blood pudding and it's fine. I like it, but it's like. Blood pudding? You have blood pudding for breakfast? A, a lot, yeah. Where were you? <laughs> Everywhere. Um, I don't know. It's I was not in, that common, sort of South UK. Well, I was in Brighton, and then I went to yeah. uh, Dorchester to see okay. Jake Burger, yeah, and then yeah. I went to Birmingham, 
Yeah. And then I went to Cambridge, and then I went to Glasgow, and then I went to or, uh, Edinburgh, and then I it's went still to quite rare for somebody to have blood pudding for breakfast. And no, isn't that really? Yeah, everybody had it. No, it's extremely rare to have blood pudding. Why for are breakfast? they serving it at every breakfast? Are they? <laughs> like it was like eggs, and then like ham or sausage, and then like the blood pudding. And then like potato, like hash browns and stuff like that's that. Strange. Everywhere. Where were you? Where, like I, in Dorchester, there were these South Africans running a bed and oh, breakfast right. and blood pudding, and it was that's like. Weird. <laughs> that's so weird that I had it. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a thing where, maybe like in just, Canada, just, you're yeah. not going to have, like eggs Benedict every. Right. Every yeah, I mean, every you, so day. You tend, to, you tend to have. You won't really have a fry up every day. That's sort of a Saturday morning type thing that yeah. you'd have a you'd have a British fry up. Yeah. Most breakfasts are just sort of cereal. Or, yeah. or something on toast. I did that in right? Cambridge because I had Airbnb, so I bought like groceries and did that for yeah. a little bit. Cheese on toast is a great, great way to start the day. Yeah, I mean, in general, Europe, uh, way better breakfast at hotels. Yeah, the one thing than, I don't understand about American breakfast is having potatoes, like fried potatoes for breakfast. That's strange to me. Really? Yeah. But aren't hash? You guys do hash yeah, browns. Yeah, like hash browns, but that's about it. But here you get sort of roast, mini roast potatoes for breakfast. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, there's even a difference between Canada. Like, I'm from yeah. Canada, so yeah. even then, it's like here, biscuits are right. yeah, totally rampant, right. totally. and we don't even have biscuits really a lot. And they're essentially we, scones. We do English to, to, muffins, yeah, right? Yeah, which are not no, English. They're, no, they're, yeah, they're like white. they're sort of like scones as well. They're like to- they're in between the toes. But your guys' scone game was scones are good, much better. Yeah, they're good. Like scones are really kind of shit <laughs> all throughout North America. And in the UK, you guys figured out how to make it not immensely dry. <laughs> I love this just derived about us just talking about food. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, so second time at GDC. Yes. What um, GDC advice, popular thing on Twitter. I don't know if you posted about it. Um, it's been a common topic of either thinking it's great, making fun of it. But what have you improved this time to GDC versus your first time at GDC? Ooh, uh, so what, do you mean what has what's better at GDC here, or uh, like you personally, what your trip? Like, what did you what did you um, learn and go like, oh well, no, the move is like comes up. Well, I mean, I, okay, so I did. I mean, I did the I did the train jam uh, first year, but also because of that, I just wanted to do the train jam, and that sort of starts in Chicago three days before GDC, and then gets in on Saturday morning, and that um, saves you a bit on the flight. Sorry, the flight. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. So you fly slightly less to Chicago, um, uh, and actually, the first year I did that on a whim, not realizing that it ended at GDC. And then I was like, oh, I guess I should sort of sort out plans for GDC because I was just going to go do it for three days and then fly home. Oh, I was like, weird. oh, I guess I'll stay for because I just thought it was a cool thing. To yeah, just you try, might you know. well. Uh, and then I was like, oh, actually, that that sort of times GDC. I see the point of it now. Um, so the first year I didn't have anything. I sort of was really unprepared and just got an expo pass. Which actually ended up being okay because yeah. the cool thing about GDC is is um, we're currently stood in the in the like atrium area and there's just people walking past all the time. So if you don't have a pass to get into any talks or anything, you can just hang out in the in like the the expo area and then and then the atriums and there's enough to do and enough people to see that you sort of end up doing that and then someone's like, hey, do you want to get lunch? And you're like, yeah, let's go hang out and yeah. then you just meet people constantly. It's a constant sort of barrage of new faces and you know new network relationship type stuff that you can build and that's exciting um, this time I bought an actual pass because I'm a bit further along as a studio and I want to learn a bit more things so uh, I got in early I got the early bird pass and, and managed to get a sort of a relatively cheap indie summit 
What about like accommodation? Like, did you switch that at all? Um, did you do an indie hostel? No, no, yeah. So, I mean, the first time I did it, I got an Airbnb with a few friends of mine. Um, the, this time, I sort of just got a hotel. Yeah, so there was a lot of people getting canceled Airbnbs. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? If somebody's going to, that's the thing in San Francisco is that yeah. it's so in demand. I think it's also, I think there's something you can do with the reviews. I think I think you could. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's like looking at reviews, you could kind of maybe gauge that a little bit better yeah yeah like, I mean I, I I like Airbnb but I think in times like this where it's so busy and I'm sort of somebody who likes the, the ability to just go to a hotel room and like have everything all sorted especially as well you don't spend that much time at the place yeah so it depends if you want to you know if you want somewhere where you can actually just relax then I think I find hotels are good for that because everything's catered yeah. so to speak right I mean I think it's kind of like it's it's a mix of yeah because like with Airbnb you could stay a little bit away from the yeah. convention center yeah. but still close to it but you're not surrounded by hotels so then yeah. all the breakfast spots are not completely yeah. slammed yeah that's true yeah like, I, I, but I like the convenience of knowing that I can wake up and then like five minutes later I can rock up to the talk that I yeah. want to go to in the morning you know, yeah like good. the sleep is super valuable yeah, yeah especially um, when you're up to sort of 1am 2am so yeah getting that that extra hour sleep uh, is is uh, pretty useful. So, yeah. So when did you make the shirts for the game? Like it seems like you're pretty committed to the name now with the shirts. Yeah, we have. Um, we well, we started working on the game in. Actually, started working on the game straight after uh, RPG Tycoon, so sort of early 2016. But really, sort of pushing it towards the end of the year that year. Um, and we were prototype. We were taking prototypes and stuff. And I think at that point we had the logo. I'm probably going to change the logo slightly. The names, the names, good. But um, the game sort of moved a bit since that first. Plus business card focused. Yeah, well, I mean the cool thing. The cool thing about it is the business card. It needs to also add in the the, the life sim stuff. Um, so making it a bit more of a flourish to the business cards, I think, is probably the better thing. Uh, maybe having some characters on the logo, but. The, the logo is different from what we might end up using for the game art. So, you know, the promo art will probably have characters on and a bit more of the maybe stats, icons, and these sort of things to just show that life sim side of it. But the business card is sort of inherent to the, the main mechanic of the game of doing the trading. So um, that's how you're making money in the game. Uh, so I think that was the the first thing we wanted to convey when we were try, trying around with the name and the... I mean, originally the game was called Dealmaker, and then it felt like wrong. I wanted to get that essence of life sim and yeah. also business management. And I think just sort of living the deal is the best way to meet that. So, I mean, I'm open. We've always spoken about, it and people are like, "Oh, I love the name," and people are like, "I hate the name." Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with indie games, I think, or just games in general, is yeah. the name should be good enough to give invoke kind of what the game is and to me that's what the, the name does and then you've got to use the screenshots and everything else yeah. to sell the game right uh, Tim Wixie did a really good talk on that of sort of nailing the name to, to give a good enough impression to get them to click through to then see the rest of it you know and I feel like I don't know how humorous right your game is yeah. either intentionally or just situationally it's going to be funny because yeah. it's a life sim and life happens yeah when you are not living it it's then funny yeah um, I think the the name is like if somebody said that that's what they were doing with their life I would not I would I would think that they were like 
very lame. Yes. And like a business, exactly. and like a business bro. Yeah, exactly. Like so I think, but I think it's like, it's, it's a catchy enough name that it like, if that's what you're going for, well, if you're like, yeah. if you're making like satire on Pretty much. It. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a lighthearted business sim. Yeah. It's like all of the characters, can, it's, it's a super satirical attitude towards capitalism yeah. in general. But you're perpetuating a character inside of that, which is why I, I quite like that idea that you end up falling just into this business world. And we're just sort of, yeah, we, I mean, it's a very British thing for me is just take the piss out of stuff quite a lot. Yeah, and so I think it's like, also like, I think it's the thing also with the American dream. Are you familiar yeah, with that? Yeah, like, exactly. It's like there's something about the, like, the Commonwealth and the UK where it's like we view America in a certain way yeah, yeah. that we can relate to but yeah. to Americans they yeah, don't exactly. and it's like I think it's like sat like American satire is almost best done by yeah. outside of well, look, at, look at GTA like, yeah. I mean like, like the yeah, Scotland based devs just like creating a version of America that Americans love yet is in- inherently just massive satire of the American dream right yeah like it's, 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 it's such a it's such a weird part especially of, in San Francisco like it's one thing I noticed is you hear people you see sort of just people talking to each other in the street having those conversations in the rest of the world that's absurd but in GTA when you walk past and you hear the NPCs and they're like shouting at each other and berating each other and stuff you're like yeah. oh that's weird yeah, but that's like, the game and then you come to San Francisco and you're like oh that's America <laughs> yeah like you make jokes about like hoverboards and like <laughs> electronic skateboards and scooters and all that and then you get here and you see it and you're like I mean, but then it's like I don't know. Like I, I live in a, I live where like Lululemon was created. Yeah. So it's like the yoga. Like I don't even comprehend like how nuts it looks seeing everybody in like yoga tights. That's true. On a yeah, street. I mean, and obviously, yeah. Same thing in Britain, right? Like yeah. I'm sure there's stuff that we take for granted every day, and people come and go, "That's weird." Yeah. Oh yeah. Like everybody I talked to was funny in the UK. Like every single person I thought was funny. Like it was just, it was just uh, good funny. I yeah. Heard. Like yeah. Like just going on cathedral tours and like oh, yeah. the grandmas like taking the piss out of the oh, yeah. tour guide who had like all these tattoos and lived a crazy life before becoming like a, a like cathedral tour guide and it's just like this is this is great well um thanks for being on the question bus that's all right thanks for having me um and uh what do you have anything you want to plug yeah i mean if you want to check out what we're doing then uh, head over to uh scutanicstudios.co.uk or uh, livingthedeal.com and uh, you can sign up to the newsletter if you want to hear more about the game and um, we'll keep you up to date and do you have a, any social media? Yes, I do. Um, I'm Matt Gamble, just M-A-T-T-G-A-M-B-E-L-L. You ever thought about putting gamble in the... Because, like, business is somewhat of a gamble. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't like the sort of egotistical side of naming things, so mm. I quite like, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's just Matt Gamble on Twitter or Skatanic Studios on Twitter as well. And one or the other is fine. <laughs>